Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Witching Hour. I'm your host, John Roysland. With me tonight, dear friend, whom I consider family, character actor, Mr. Paul Gmitter. Paul, welcome to The Witching Hour. Thanks for having me, John. How you doing this evening? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Can't bl- complain. I had a couple of little technical difficulties getting in, but we finally made it work. So that's yeah, yeah. I, I do apologize uh, for those of you tuning in. This is somehow Paulie and I are kind of having flashbacks or deja vu because we got about five, ten minutes into our first recording, and all of a sudden, poof, it stopped on my end and was recording on his end. And um, yeah, hey, the show must go on. That's that's how I, I always look at it. So how is the lovely Florida weather treating you right now, my friend? Well, the Florida weather is a little warm. We get our sporadic rain, and uh, hopefully soon enough I'm going to make my uh, trek up to uh, Jersey as soon as I can to see some of my family and uh, always keep you uh, in the loop to let you know when that's going to happen. So just look forward to it. Definitely look forward to it. For those of you uh, uh, listening, um, the show is actually being broadcast to you from the beautiful state of Maryland in the Eastern shore at that. And, uh, and Polly actually resides in Florida presently, uh, but uh, is originally from the New Jersey tri-state area where his, uh, his two young gentlemen, sons and family live uh, where Paul has done a lot of, uh, a lot of character acting. And uh, Paul, you are uh, multi, multi characters that you present to the public. Um, each of them phenomenal, by the way. Which is actually coincidentally, folks, this is actually how I met Paul, and how our friendship uh, has grown over the last couple of years. Uh, so, Paul, how long have you, been, how long have you been doing this now? Well, I. I think it's going to be going on my seventh year now, as far okay. as uh, when I first came into my characters. Uh, m- me and my friend, um, um, Mike McManus, used to do a Freddy versus Jason. The time we went to, as a character actors, we used to come as Freddy versus Jason, and he did his thing. And I did mine as, as Freddy, but um, my character is Freddy. I try to take it to the next level because um. I have a voice, and for every character I do, I try to portray that character to the uh, most, I guess, pristine way that I possibly can. So when you know that Freddy's at, at an event, you believe that he's there, and he'll interact with you. When you know that Joker is at the event, and I character act um, uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker with a little spin or different twist on my voice, but you believe Joker's there. And then right. I have two original characters, which the one is named Isaac, and I'll let you know how that came about. And another one is Siphon, which you at uh, House of Torture Snows Souls knows a little about about Siphon. Of course. Um, but um, so jumping into this, it was basically something is uh, something I enjoyed. I mean, horror I love. Um, I also do some indie horror acting. Mm-hmm. Little uh, uh, kudos and aside to Thomas Ryan who uh, brought me in to be a. a, a character in his movie faces that did very well and of course. Uh, a little shout out i'm gonna put a little shout out to everybody when the time comes uh return to theater terror thomas ryan also produced by uh todd starooch 
you got to check these films out. If you didn't see uh, Theater Terror, the first anthology, you definitely got to check out the second one because they're in the process of filming them now. And it's something that I highly recommend that you do. In, uh, indeed, indeed. No. Any hard to the next level. Yeah, no, I uh, appreciate the shout out to them. Uh, great guys um, and uh, who will, uh, coincidentally, who, who have agreed who will be uh, when I get my head out of my ass, finally um, get them <laughs> scheduled onto the show uh, to sit down and chat, and they're going to be able to fill us in as well. Um, so, That's so fantastic. how can I? All right. So, what brought this on? I mean, because like you said, you you take this to another level. Certain people go to events, uh, conventions, and so forth, and they dress up as maybe their favorite character or something that's popular just because it's fun to do for the day. You know, right. they're getting out of their everyday life and they're going to dress up as Freddy or they're going to dress up as Pikachu or what, whatever the hell they're into. Right. Woke you up one morning and said, I'm going to do this, but it's going to be for real. It was funny. Um, I think that what really sparked me was the evolution of how masks really came about. I mean, horror I love, right. but the type right. of mask that I use, I'm, I'm do silicone mask, so it's easy to get in and get out. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason I like that so much is I have a pretty good uh, memory when it comes to remembering people's names. And if you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, when you when I'm character acting in the morning as one character. And then I turn around to another character and I know your name. That kind of makes it a little even more creepier because I just remember you and I remember the name. So this is like, I just see this character and how does he remember my name already? How does he know me? Right. That makes things just a little bit more eerie, especially in the horror world. Um, but how it all came about was I, I just, I wanted to do something different. It was the first time me getting involved with conventions and I dared to be different. And I, I, I bowed down to one of, a person that I looked up to who was an actor and he's no longer with us said to say was Robert Robin Williams because he was a method actor mm -hmm. and I love the different characters that he can jump into and then when when I started doing Freddy um I had to narrow down a voice you know because I will it's just something with me I'm not trying to be anal retentive or anything like that but I will not put a mask on until I have a voice for that character so I watched it. Nightmare on Elm Street, one of my favorite movies, and then I started practicing and practicing. And then when I got ready that I felt was good, improvisation was fine for me. I didn't have a problem with that because I learned that through how to do method acting and stuff like that. So once I knew that I got the character down and his mannerisms and so forth, the rest just snowballed from there because then I interact with people. I mean, I'm just not flashing my blades. That's it. I'll have a major conversation with you, as you know, John. In that character. Right. And uh, another oh, yeah. thing that I don't do is I will not break character. I will not break character until I'm done at the end of the night. And then I'll come back. It's like a stress release for me. For it's, I guess it could be kind of weird to other people, but it is for me. Well, so. does it actually get... Now, now go with me on this example, because this is not going to be right. But I want to use kind of a um, almost out-of-body experience. Do you ever get to that part where you're so in character that you are no longer Paul, but you are that character um, while you were on the floor? As weird as that may seem, um, it's kind of like the Stanislavski method. 
it's kind of like the Stanislavski method, which is another acting method where you, you know, Stanislavski was always known that he uh, watched drunks. He got into the, the way of how a drunk acted and, and reacted and so forth. And he stayed in that character. Um, I kind of get that same way uh, because when I'm done with my character, it's kind of like when it goes past my lips, when I'm putting my mask on, I turn into a character. And then when I, when I right. uh, when I bring and I'll be that character and then when I pull my mask off as soon as it passes my lips I start talking again in my known voice but I'm still have that sense of that character how weird it may sound ladies and gentlemen that's just my way of, of doing it that like when it crosses my lips it's a switch I even doing it when I'm practicing and it's weird like when mm. I put my Freddy mask on I'll, I'll put it on and Freddy's back and I'll just start talking like this <laughs> But when I'm, when then, you know, when I move on to my other characters, it's just something I just want to make it as, as believable as I possibly can for the patrons. And it just adds that right. little extra flair to whatever I'm doing, whether if I'm at Monster Mania, if I'm at Chiller, or if I'm at a haunt that I, that I go to go to and, you know, where we've met each other at different haunts. Um, it's, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've been to so many different things and I just want it as believable as possible. And I, I think that's where sometimes I get the, um, the, uh, you know, uh, the kudos that I do because I am that character. I was weird as it right. may sound, you know, and it just, it, it's well, funny. I mean, that's great to, you know, because if you're not the character at heart, you know, the people that are walking around aren't going to believe you. Right. Right. You know, and an ingenious job that you do, you know, of now I have seen you in, I want to say three characters. I'm not a hundred percent that the one time at uh, monster mania in Jersey, there was right. a joker there. That I'm not a hundred percent if it was you or not. I don't think you ever saw me as Joker. I think the three people that you saw me was Freddy, Isaac, and of course, uh, House and Torch of Souls is Siphon. Those were the three. Right. I do Joker more or less. When I do Joker, it's more at more comic fest than anything else. Uh, Makes just sense. Just because it, I think it fits. It fits just that that lore, right. you know. Of you right. know, well, not sure. usually when you go to comic comic conventions. They're not going to be on big on Freddy. They're not going to know who Isaac is, and they're definitely not going to go as Siphon is. So that's usually when I portray Joker more than anything else. And then, of course, I'll I'll be Joker probably sure. for three days. I won't I won't change into another character, but you know, and that's well that that's that actually I brings me to that. a question with conventions. Now, do you go to promoters and say, "Hey, will you let me in for free?" And I will walk around and I'll entertain for you. Well, do you contact it's, them? Do they contact you? Is this a paid gig? It's, I mean, how it's, does this it's work? funny you mention that. There are some promoters out there that'll pay me to walk mm -hmm. around. There are some promoters right. out there that they'll say, "Hey, we want you there. I'll give you a free, you know, free entrance in." It all depends right. upon, you know. I will do it no matter what. But sure, just like mm -hmm. everybody else listening here, you all want to get paid. I mean, I feel that my my character that I bring to the table. I should get some something for it, but then sure. sometimes it, these things add up. I mean, if you, if you take in consideration just because I'm getting a, a free entry, but then they're also, you know, I got to travel and then I got to get right. a hotel. 
sometimes it's like, whoa, I'm putting myself under. But then other times I usually sometimes I just do it just because I enjoy it so much. But <laughs> I'd rather get paid just like anybody else. I'd rather get paid. Right. I mean, when I go sure. to these events, not only is it a benefit for me, but it's a benefit for the patrons, you know, and that's how I approach it. But, yeah, it's always good to get paid no matter how everybody of looks course. at it. Of course, of course. Yeah. And, and I mean, like you said, you know, you're 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 putting in the blood, sweat, and tears. You know, the travel, right. finances. If, if it's an overnight, if it's out of town, you know, accommodations, food, and so forth. And I mean, let's let's not forget, you know, wearing that mask. I can only imagine how warm yeah. you must get. I put myself in such a mental state that I don't even think about it anymore. But probably a regular person put on the mask, and they say forget this man i'm i'm taking this all right for 10 minutes and it's just something yeah. it's i don't know a zen that i just put my mindset into and that's it i'm like i said when i'm the character i'm that character but there is times you know you always go to these different promoters and they're like oh we don't pay for we don't pay actors to be at our conventions and then i then i yeah. double check and laugh to myself i said you don't i said who are we standing in front of to get signed by autographs, <laughs> you know, but yeah. that's a different, different, I'm not on that level, you know, and I, I just laugh at that, but in, in any case they do, but I'm not celebrity. Well, you know, so I they mean, don't know me from Adam, but it's kind of like when they see me act, then it's, they look at it a lot differently. I said, I'm not just coming here on as a, just putting a costume on and walking around as you, as you said, stated right. uh, at one time, the last time we spoke, um, I'm not doing that. I'm bringing it to the next level. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, you no. fully interact with people. It's just, you know, I, I, I enjoy it so much, yeah. but I've been doing this for six years. It's always good to get a kickback, a nicer kickback than just entry. Oh, sure. You know, I mean, that's where I are, branched are, off. I mean, what's going Let's into uh uh indie horror acting because i enjoyed it and i thought mm -hmm. me you know right sure and that's no, where and, i got involved you do a great job you know i mean Go ahead. oh yeah i think am i losing you i'm getting a little interference Paul, are you there, bud? Well, I'm not quite sure if Paul's getting into character actor or if... Uh, I, you if know we, what happened? I think there was a little him. lull in the recording because I didn't hear your, your actual question or your comment. So that's what I was waiting for that, on, huh. on your end. No, 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 nothing. I mean, the show goes on. Hmm. Yeah, I, I heard you kind of like drifting off and like uh, breaking up a little bit. Then it was like complete silence. I was yeah. like, hmm. Because you were asking me a question and then it faded out and that's it. But no worries. No worries at all. So, <laughs> um, you know, you, like I said, you got to improv and you just keep going. But, um, you know, as far as the characters themselves, I enjoy them. You know, when I was doing Freddy, it was Freddy, and I enjoyed him so much. And then when I turned to even doing the Joker, and I enjoy doing the Joker as much as I can do him. Woo <laughs> I enjoyed it. But then I turned around and I said to myself, you know what? Everybody knows them. 
you know, I go to conventions, there's probably five or six buddies. I go to um, a convention and I portray Joker. There's a lot of Jokers, but a lot of them are the current Jokers. You know, they're your Heath Ledger Jokers. Right. So your Jared Leto Jokers. There's always now, I'm sure, with the new Joker uh, by Joaquin, uh, you know, I'm sure this day and age, once COVID subsides, there's going to be a lot of Joaquin Jokers. But sure. I wanted to deal, you know, do something different. And that's why I um, uh, created by Master Craftsman to create a, a, a uh, Jack Nicholson Joker. Uh, uh, Karen Van Oppen was the one that helped me with this, the, with this costume. She's an amazing tailor, an amazing seamstress. Uh, and she helped me with getting as much finer detail as I could with the Jack Nicholson Joker. And everybody that sees me, that's all they do is remind me of, it reminds them of Jack. Of course, newer prosthetics have come out as far as new silicone masks. And there may be an upgrade just because of the case where uh, I used one version of the mask that looks like Jack Nicholson, but now they even got even more detailed, which that's that's something of course i have to send as an investment in the future but uh, as far as the characters themselves i'm gonna always go with the character and just work on it work on it so getting to the point of where i'm saying is those were everybody knows them but then i wanted to do something different and that's where um i created isaac and i created isaac thanks to my uh, close friend todd starooch uh Todd Starooch um, has his own website. It's called horrornerd.net. And um, he reviews a lot of uh, uh, horror movies and horror-related items. And uh, I do recommend everybody go check them out. Just like House of Tortured Souls. We had House of Tortured Souls, uh, you know, emphasize on horror in every, every aspect. But Todd was doing, I think it was a review on Annabelle, if, if memory serves me right. And uh, he wrote at the end of Annabelle, he goes, one thing that I hate and despise that scares me is dolls. And when I got to the end of the reading, I, you know, reading it, uh, and I'm not an avid reader. I'm more of a watcher as far as movies of horror and so forth. I said to myself, I said, <laughs> you and me both. I said to myself, I said, a doll. I'm going to be a doll. So I was like, well, what kind of a doll? And then I, then I researched and I'm, um, I, uh, my prosthetic is out of, uh, and my, my silicone mask is at a company about called composite effects out of new Orleans. And, uh, they have this doll called buddy, but buddy is the, it's, it's the doll. But when I put him on me, my doll is Isaac and everybody goes, well, Isaac, you know, that was a unique right. game. Well, how that came about is that I was watching, um, children of the corn because I was researching all dolls. You know, when I do this, I really research. I researched magic and that doll was named Corky. You know, magic was with Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, researched dead silence. Right. I researched, um, uh, you know, R.L. Stein slappy, you know, yeah, they were uh, dolls, but they, those names weren't just scary to me. I wanted something to be kind of impactful. And then one day I was watching children of the corn and Malachi in that movie turns around and says, Isaac and Isaac was the leader. He was the one with the black hat, you know, that were kind of leading the these mm-hmm. children at the time. And I was like, Isaac, right. that's the name I'm going to use. And then the bell rang off. And then I started, um, um, you know, crafting the character. I had the mask, but what did he want to look like and so forth? And then as gradual, Isaac became what Isaac was. And you've seen Isaac before. I mean, I, I worked at the, you know, uh, the, the, the uh, 
Bloodshed Farms in, in Columbus, New Jersey, where you've mm -hmm. met me. I've been at Bizarre AC mm -hmm. when that was going on. I've been at Monster Mania with him. I've been at Chiller. And the one thing when I introduced, I will say this, when I introduced Isaac at Chiller, I just introduced him as, as Isaac. Like nobody knew what movie is this from? What movies are from? And then I would jump into Isaac and say, hi, my name's Isaac. What's your name? And it was just weird that when I got to the entrance of the convention, I introduced myself and I would walk through the convention, not a, approaching new people, and they're turning around and telling me my name. And then I knew I had something because it was sticking with the patrons. Like people were, I think they were saying there's some creepy doll walking around and his name's Isaac. Watch out for him. That's how I'm assuming that's what happened because I, I didn't go over a loudspeaker and say Isaac's in the building. I just started introducing myself, you know, as Isaac. And Isaac, Isaac can help you a lot because he stays in a toy box until he's allowed to, to come out and play. And John, you, you've seen Isaac come out and play. Hi, Isaac. Hi, John. I've missed oh, you, Isaac. Because Isaac's thrill is to cuddle and kill. That's, you know, that's fun. That's fun for the whole family. But... But th that's that's how Isaac came about. Oh, but the okay. funniest thing when I first when I did introduce Isaac, I introduced him at Chiller. But where I introduced him was the person who gave me the inspiration of Isaac. I introduced him in mm -hmm. Todd Starooch's room. Well, he wasn't kind of too happy about that, to say the least. But we're <laughs> we're brothers, we're so forth. But I'll never forget the look on his face. He was like, he, they always say him and my my other friend um, Patrick Gavaney. They they always when I respond with Isaac or I respond with any dolls, they always say kill it with fire because they can't stand them. But and that's how Isaac came came about. I enjoy Isaac's one of my oh, favorite. God, I, I cannot. You know, I I honestly I wish that this could have been an <clears throat> could have been a uh, a video recording because. Um, the smile I've had on my face for the last probably five to eight minutes since uh, since Isaac first said hello. Um, I love and adore Isaac. I really do. Um, I think he's a brilliant character. Uh, Todd, I do hope that you listen to this. And um, thank you for helping Paul bring Isaac to life. Um, and also, sir, um, Todd, if you are listening... Uh, Folks, you've got to you've got to look up Todd. Todd is just a, a phenomenal human being. Uh, I have not yet had the pleasure of actually sitting down and shaking hands with the man and meeting him personally, um, and I do hope to soon. Um, but getting a little bit off track. Fine. But uh, nevertheless, though, Todd, thank you, thank you for helping 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 our dear friend Paul uh, bringing Isaac. Thank you, Todd. Great job. <laughs> Great, great job. Wow. I incredible. Uh, now, folks, now let me ask Paul, how far have you, you are East Coast, how far off the East Coast have you traveled, let's um, say, with I can Isaac? honestly say with Isaac, I traveled uh, all up and down the East Coast. Um, I, I've got in, mm -hmm. I wanted my next thing to introduce Isaac is where my uh, close personal friend, too, is, uh, you know, Father Evil. 
Uh, I want to get to Texas Frightmare one time. Yeah. I want to get to Horror Hound. They've been to those conventions. And um, I haven't had just the chance right. to do it. I mean, and then when COVID hit, like I said, everything's been upside down and topsy-turvy. But, you know, Isaac's not going away. So there'll be my time when I can do that. But, you know, little kudos out to Father Evil, Bulavera, I, I amazing person as uh, well. Me and, me and Lou always well, started Lou. before Lou you know, or Father Evil as it is, really skyrocketed. I love Lou. And, you know, praise out Lou, to Lou. Lou's a great guy. I give him so many props. Yep, he, he and his entire family, uh, I give them so many props. They, they are, you know, uh, really taking him uh, and his character to the whole nother level to let it ride out and see how far they can go. And you know, he's done commercials. He's done voiceovers, and I'm so proud. Father of him. Evil is the bomb. And a great family just, man. Uh, you know, I love him to death. Father love Evil. Him to death. Well, let me ask. You know, with that being said, in comparison, yeah, not in a good, bad way. Um, now I know Lou, Father Evil, has right. his own line of merchandise. He's invested a lot of time and a lot Absolutely. of money into stuff like that. Because, hey, you know, you can put a lot of money into right. it. Doesn't mean anybody's right. going to buy it. But um, have you ever considered doing something like that on a multi-character or even pushing one character you know, that's a, in general? That's a very good question. Uh, somebody like Freddie and somebody like Joker, I'm probably not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. I mean, I could and I will portray them, but sure. you know, they're copyrighted. And don't get me wrong, I see the Rhode Island Freddie right. when I go to conventions and they have a table and they ha I, you know, I see other people that impersonate Freddie and they do an excellent job. I'm not knocking it. But if I want to do this, sure. I want to do it one of two ways. I'll either do it as Isaac in one portrayal and, and skyrocket him. And there's other portrayals as we talked about with other things is, you know, skyrocketing you through a different avenue with Siphon. Siphon was just a, you know, right. Siphon came about because I just, was thinking of that character and I, you know, I wanted something different and, um, and, you know, and Lou had given me a lot of inspiration as far as, and that's father evil gave me a lot of inspiration as far as the, the, the you know, um, uh, you know, he's a, he's a demonic priest, but I wanted to take it to the under underdwellers, you know, in hell per se. And that's where Siphon came about. And mm -hmm. Siphon kind of talks. He's, he talks like Russian, but he wants to come after you in the most evilest way possible. And I just, when I started doing Siphon, I said, where could this be a really good niche for Siphon to really, you know, uh, fit? And I really didn't have a fit for Siphon. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, he was going to be in one movie one time and this happened and that happens. And, you know, uh, you know, I hopefully one day Isaac will be in a movie. But the point is, is that I, I, I didn't see a fit for where he would really fit, you know, nicely. And then that one time I remember, right. John, when you were saying, hey, we need some new stuff for the House of Tortured Souls. And I think you'll never forget that day because we were on the phone for about three or four hours. And I said, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was like a sun up to sun down you, conversation. And we you were like, I, I, I need something new if there's anybody out there. And I was like, well, you know what? What the heck? Blue white special. You know, I just said, what the heck? Was let me let me contact you and and 
Yeah. And, oh, and so then Siphon, like I said, Siphon is the is the gatekeeper or innkeeper for the house of tortured souls. And things will escalate because then, you know, I have established a place, a, a house, as per se, you know? And if that mm -hmm. skyrockets, it yeah. will. But I take things, I, I, I don't want to take them too slow, but I try to take them as slow as I, you know, I want to do it the right way. You know, my grandfather always say when he was alive, try to do it sure. one way the right way. And that's, I guess that's the way I'm approaching it, you know? I, I, I praise my friend, like I said, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it over and over again. Lou Al Alvarez, uh, Father Evil, he's the best. And, you know, we consult each other. We talk to each other when we can. And he's doing an amazing job. And, uh, you know, and one thing with, with Father Evil, he brings his face with him, you know, everywhere. Me, me, yeah. I can go in person. Yeah. I put my mask on. When I take it off, nobody's going to know me from Adam. And that's the funniest thing is after these events, when I come up, behind them people some people think mm -hmm. as freddie i'm an, uh, a 70 year old man portraying freddie something people me as joker is <laughs> i'm an older person other people think as me as isaac right. as a little kid and that's the thing i just practice my voices a lot just to make sure that you know it's one thing you know i'm putting on my gear i'm changing my eye color due to contacts but the the frosting on the top of the cake is is making sure I have the voice, but not only the voice, it's the personality. You know, when you meet Siphon, he's different than meeting Isaac. And you you know how Isaac acts. You know, he's a troubled, it's kind of like oh, it, yeah. it's kind of like Isaac's kind of like to me, Rain Man meets a little kid. In, in my, yes. you know, how I was gonna yeah. portray him. He has a certain stance, he has a certain way about him, but he'll totally interact with you. Freddie, Freddie has a, oh, yeah. you know, a certain stance and, and a certain way about him, and uh, same with Joker, you know. But it's just, it, it's kind of rewarding. It's my stress relief, like I, I think I stated earlier, not to repeat myself. It's my stress relief to see the patrons absorb the characters and say, "Wow, I remember this." And I get it when they, you know, I was at New Jersey Harcon as Isaac, and everybody's waiting. I hope Isaac is coming back. I hope Isaac is coming back. And, uh, you know, shout out to the Webbers, Mr. and Mrs. Weber for uh, New Jersey Harcon, which is uh, coming up hopefully in uh, March uh, 2021, if everything goes right. I mean, you know, everything's been on hold mm -hmm. with now. Yeah. Yeah, they're, you know, I mean, and, and I give them props as well. You know, they've been trying to have, you know, the pop-up. Virtual um, cons, you know, they, right? They yeah, they had their their um the horror show market, which I heard has been doing good. But as Father Evil would right. say, and I've seen some live videos mm -hmm. from, it's a lot different. You know, you gotta protect yourself. You gotta do things right, and that's you know, which is it's right. understandable. You want to? I mean, it's a scary thing that's going on in our world. But they're all doing an excellent job. Yeah, there's a lot of people sitting at home, you know, with their heads spinning around, dying. You know, they've gone a whole, Chomping at the bit it, a whole year now, basically. Yeah, no, no cons. And, you know, I mean, I feel awful for, um, you know, for the vendors whose livelihood depends on that. You know, I mean, Curious Goods, good friend Mike Mash, you know, they beautiful work that he creates and he needs those cons. And, you know, they're running specials they're doing what they can, social media. And, you know, I, I not no. obviously not trying to boast or brag, you know, I'm trying to help those that I can, 
by sharing stuff like that because it is it's beautiful work and you know i tip my hat to all of them my heart goes out i know they're doing what they've got to do but man i mean yeah no conventions is killing a lot of people right now and i mean you know actors you know everybody gives the actors a hard time well you know they're you know outrageous prices that they're charging well they're not making and anything it, it's this year either. It's not so. only the horror conventions, like you know, even production of a lot of our indie horror films that came out. I mean, I know my friend Jeremiah Kipp is finally they're back in production. I think he's producing Slapface. My friend Thomas Ryan, who he, he gave me the great privilege of playing uh, Charlie and, and Charlie Downing in Faces. Now, uh, you know, um, Thomas Ryan mm -hmm. is working on uh, the return uh, of the theater terror. And he's got four more anthologies that are working on. And of course, right. it's actually produced by, by Todd Starooch. And Todd even wrote some of the stories for this new thing. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you never checked out uh, Theater of Terror, um, do so. I mean, he did uh, uh, four anthologies now. And now we're doing a return of Theater of Terror. Uh, you know, and he's just got back into production that he's, he's doing his rest of his four anthologies again to come back. I mean, they're, they're amazing guys. And they put out an amazing product. I mean, like Great Thomas Ryan people. always says, uh, "Viva yeah. la indie horror," and it's the truth, man. I, 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 I love those guys <laughs> as my brother, but they, it's they, they put out such an amazing product. So to all the people that I got involved in, in in the horror industry, it's like no other world. When I got involved in horror, so many doors opened, and there's so many wonderful people within this industry, and it's kind of like. You don't know it, but it's right under your nose. And then when you walk through that door, John, you're like, whoa. All the, 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 yeah. the how nice they are. Kind of like walking into a dark Oz almost. Oh, it is. It is. And everybody's like, I've met so many people yeah. that I can honestly say that are my family now, truthfully. Yes. You know, and... I agree. You know, I agree, two hundred percent. Go out and it, you know what I think that upsets me a lot is you're seeing all this stuff on the movies and it's like reboot here and reboot reboot there and if sometimes I feel if, if some of these people in Hollywood, no disrespect to Hollywood, if they just you know research the stories from the indie horror creators, uh, you know the producers and the the, the writers and the and the directors the quality of movies that they are would receive is amazing. And it, it frustrates me. You know, you see the sci-fi oh, channel yeah. stuff and I was like, Oh my God, we did what we did on a smaller budget and it looks so much better than this. And it's just like, you get, you know, you get frustrated. It's like, why? But you just go with it. You know, you know, I just, somebody said to me, Oh, they're going right. to reboot this, reboot that. I said, you know, is this Hollywood's direction? Just reboot, reboot? Why can't they come up with stuff original? And if they can't, hello, indie horror is out there. Reach out to, reach out to us. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I I couldn't agree with you more. You know. No, no, I'm not saying reboots. that they're bad. I'm not saying that all of them are bad, but right. But right. but doesn't anybody have an original thought out there? And if they are, right. I mean, are they that afraid to fail? I mean. There are bad movies, bad Hollywood movies. I will never watch again, have never been able to finish. Right. They are just pure crap. 
and there are indie films that are the same way but man right. there are some gems that if you were to put up onto a hollywood screen given the opportunity oh my god brilliant work right original work and at I, that but yet hollywood wants to play it safe and just keep reinvesting exactly, in the same exactly same spiel. and that's that's i guess that's the direction they're going right. and it's like it's kind of like what what my colleagues and 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 people in this world and my family i guess they're trying to do is open that door and it's kind of like c3o c3po out in the distance it's like over here over you know to get them to to notice us <laughs> it's like you know it's there and you know it's a, you, you, you take right. somebody like which is great you know somebody like elijah wood who is you know in lord of the rings he's very into horror and it's kind of like you kind of got to get them their juice is flowing mm-hmm. to notice us to bring us in, you know, and, and that's the approach that I'm thinking that, right. that needs to happen. But it, it will. I mean, if it's meant to be, it will be, you know, and it, it just don't want to do it the right people. But I've met so wonderful yep. people. I mean, when I first got involved with indie horror, I, I did it with Rob Dimension and I was in my first movie baggage. And then, like I said, Tommy had uh, asked mm-hmm. me to be Charlie Downing in, in Faces, which we did. We, we did that. And now I, I'm chomping into Bitby in another horror movie because I, I just loved it so much. So you never know what's on the horizon. You really, you really don't know. This shit's addicting, man. I tell you. I yeah, do. you went I, with Lauren I, I know. I'm, I'm on that role myself. Right? So. I, yeah. I did. I, I did yield the movie. Uh, I have just finished writing my first uh, <laughs> screenwrite that I'm hoping. Oh my God, it's it's nonstop, you know. And if if God willing, if Farmer's Almanac holds true this year and we actually get some right. snow around here on the East Coast, I will be trying to make my first that's awesome uh, Christmas horror short. So, knock on wood, we'll see how it goes. Everybody cursed me by saying, "Yeah, hey, you look like Santa Claus." Well. <laughs> Guess who I'm going to be playing? Yep, you named it. You named it. So you guys picked it. Now you're. Well, that's why you're I going to have to watch it. Up on time, I, I posted a comment. You, you look like freaking uh, the Halloween Santa Claus that one time when you're on the couch with your socks giving the middle <laughs> finger. I said, "Oh, that, that was awesome." Yeah. Oh yeah, that all was, about the that, family that life, aren't I? That was yeah, it, it was funny. My my daughter actually took that picture. My oldest, she was in town from California. And I saw her on the couch, you know, facing me. And she had her phone in her hand, as she always does. And she's like, something's not it's right. I just glared up. I was like, stuck up my yep. middle finger. And oh. she smiled. She's like, that's my daddy. It, it was brilliant. I knew she was trying to it take was, a picture of me. It. I was loving it. Ugh little little shit but and i'll tell you what and you know that is something that that has that has made me so happy is that you know my found passion for the horror industry and the horror genre and the family and friends that i have met through it is all overspilling you know my wife and i share the same passion um and you know now granted we have not put up one halloween decoration COVID has just taken it out of me. I'm sorry. I haven't. Um, I just don't have it in me this year. I just do not feel it. And I look, I drive by so many other houses that do have some stuff up and it makes me smile and it makes me very, very happy. 
I hang my head. I am ashamed, but I have not done anything. But to get back on track, um, you know, our, our house inside is full of collectibles and memorabilia from horror movies and so forth. And now our kids, I can't say to our passion, but are slowly moving into it. And a few of them have gone to conventions and love the horror scene. So I'm trying. Absolutely. You know? you I got, mean, got to keep, you got to teach We have a co- cohesive, I guess it's the right you term know, and somebody always... will comment on me, but it's a, you know, being a cohesive niche, you know, that it's, yeah. when you're in this family, you learn so much from other people as well. I mean, I know horror, but I learn something new every day within this industry, you know, from your right. classic cult films to your classic monster movies, to your snuff films within horror. You know, I, I like what I like in horror, but you know, to open right. the doors, I never thought I'd open the door. And uh, sure. my brother went to the school of performing arts and I always told him I'll be in a movie before you will. And I was, and it's just funny, you know, how things happen, but my characters, <laughs> I love, they're my stress relief. Um, yeah. But I do feel for because of what happened in the world right now, you know, you take my close friend, horror show, Jack, who makes amazing fangs and he sells these, uh, you know, uh, demented horror teddy bears and stuff like that. I mean, they're at a standstill, you know, right. and uh, a little shout out to horror show, Jack. I mean, if you need fangs, right. look them out, look them up. He'll make the most amazing yes, realistic sir. fangs. He made my fangs for siphon. Yep. You know, and, that, and that's that's the thing. I mean, we're all sticking together, but it's, right. been, it's been a trying time. It's been, it's been a little rough, but we're dealing with it and we're moving forward. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. The, the, yep. The community is still there. They are still together. You know, everyone is out there supporting each other on social media. You know, uh, Halloween has been great this year as far as, you know, I've been seeing so many people pulling movies off of their right off their, their wall, their DVD racks, and really, you know, pushing with 31 days of Halloween. Some people are doing two a day. Some are showing, you know, uh, pictures of their house that they've decorated. Others are showing, you know, this year's costume. What, what were you last year? Just right. Trying to keep it. Right. Well, it always will stay alive. alive. I watch horror movies. I was watching 13 Ghosts you know, yesterday, which I love. Nothing you know, you know I, I, I throw on Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. I throw on uh freddie versus jason i throw on uh children of the corn i mean i like a lot of all the cult classics don't get me wrong i like some of the new reboots that they've done but a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. is uh, I, I like all the classic 80s horrors and just you know kind of like what we grew up with uh, more than anything else oh, sure but i like some of the newer stuff but you know i'm curious to see you know you know uh you know, they're doing a new Candyman and stuff. I'm always curious to see some of the new reboots, but nothing oh, stands well. as tall as the classics. And it's just it's like, oh, sure. if it's not broke, don't fix it. I sometimes get that attitude, right. but, but they're still going to do it. And because they need entertainment. Right. No, I, I agree. You know, I mean, when people come out with a sequel or a prequel, I'm like, okay, right. that's all right. I'll, I'll give it a watch. Right. You know, because I want to see what your idea was. But if all you're doing is remaking part 12 or trying to redo, uh, let's just say, John Carpenter. Now, no offense to Rob Zombie. I've had this debate. I I like the first one. I wasn't too clean to the second one because I I thought they went too off in the 
in the world of dream, dream state. Like, they, yes, it was. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And that's not to take away oh from John God, Carpenter's original classic Halloween. because it's a classic and I absolutely love it too. You know, but there are some that just, you know, well, I mean, you hear the title and you're like, no, you're not right. ever allowed to even consider remaking that movie. And then you right. do. And then, you know, like I said, Rob Zombie proved me wrong. But then there are others where I was like, all right, uh, let's say, all right, now John Carpenter's the thing. Okay. That was a remake as it was. But then they remade that. And I thought it was pure right. crap, along with John Carpenter's The Fog, which to me is right. the, his version is my right. all time scariest movie. That's just me. And then they remade right. it. I don't think I saw the remake one. I'm always with the in classic my opinion. Jimothy Curtis and the Fog. Others might like it. Yes, exactly. I saw that in a drive-in, as a matter of fact. I think I was six years old with my father. And ever right. since, it just, that was the scary movie. And I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. My father and I got together uh, a couple months prior to COVID started. I went to his, his little apartment. We got a pizza and we watched The Fog together. And it was a great night. You know, so generations, that's what I'm talking about, keeping keeping the love of something like this going and which you do and you help in my opinion Paulie you bring so much more I can go to a convention I can walk around and I can say hey I had a great time I met a couple uh you know met a couple celebrities I got some pictures taken I bought a couple cool t-shirts a couple dvds and I went home but instead of doing all that I can say dude there was this guy there you would swear he was the Joker, you know, and I appreciate it, you, just, that. you bring so and much. That's what I want to do. That's what makes me feel day. better. And so, and you know, so do we, you know, because I'm sure that there are so many people that go there that are like, Oh my God, this guy, Isaac, you know, and, and Freddie, he did a great job, but do any of them actually on their way out the door, pull you aside, yeah. whisper in your ear, dude, you were awesome. Thank you very much. You made my day. I'm speaking on behalf of all those who never did, who said that you were awesome and stopped to bother you to say, hey, man, can I get a picture with you? Because you helped make their day. I am saying thank you on behalf of all the horror fans, convention goers, and you and all the other we, character we actors. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you know, it keeps us Believe alive. Not, and, we do. And to put a smile on that person's face, you know, you know, is it's rewarding to me. I mean, you know, yeah, everybody likes to get paid, but that puts me in a very rewarding state when I can see even a little kid be like, wow. But it's even, it's even more fulfilling when you see an adult go, wow. You know, it's, it's one thing to captivate a little kid and you don't want to scare the little kids, but it happens sometimes. And I don't do it intentionally, but it's another thing when it's like, you know, they, you actually made my day. I, I believe. And that's, that's the thing. I just want them to believe because we, there's so much stress and, and, and shit that goes on in this world i just want i i, I want to take him away from all that it takes me of course away from all that yeah. why can't i take somebody else away from all that sure. <laughs> hey you know if if it can be therapeutic and be released for you and you can bring a smile to somebody else's face it's always then you have definitely done your deed for the day and you know you know and 
All right, so I, I can I can right. get in line and I can pay fifty dollars to go right. get with a celebrity, a paid paid celebrity that was there, uh, you know that that flew in from California, whatever, and that's fine. I get that one picture, and then you head out as you're walking. I don't want to use the lobby as the, you know the only place that you guys are because I know you guys are fully active and motivated and walking the crowds and so Congregate forth. But stuff, as right. you do get towards the lobby where everyone's kind of hanging out, socializing, you know, you're going, those are where the majority of everybody's pictures are taken. You get one picture with a celebrity and I'm going to get probably two dozen pictures, you know, Father Evil's with a group of people. I got right. Isaac over here. Oh my God, I got Isaac and Father Evil together. You know, and then right. I got this person. You want to make it memorable. Person. And I mean, that's, that's the, that's stuff the biggest that thing. The day. Like I said, it's it's rewarding for me and it's rewarding yeah. for the onlookers and the peeper people. I mean, think, you, you, you take the kids to Disney. Okay. Uh, imagine none of the characters were there. You're still going to have a great time. But by adding, right. you're bringing Disney to life by adding the characters walking around. You go to a horror convention, sci-fi convention, comic convention, you're going to have a good time. Right. But putting you into the mix, you have now brought it to life. No, and you've added so I, much. I greatly appreciate, and to all and the people, I thank you for that, Paul, fans that's, that's that I do cool. have out there, which I know they're out there for, whether they're for Isaac or for Freddy, or for the Joker, or even for Siphon, I, you know, I... I thank you. I thank you all very much because I will keep doing what I'm doing. I, I will promise you that. And you may, you never know in the future when, when the, when the dust clears, Isaac will be back, you know, and when we can all congregate together because I'm, I'm so looking forward to that, John. So looking forward to that. It's gonna, you know, all this quarantine mm. and keeping safe. I respect that highly, but you, yeah. you know, the, the, the interaction with people everybody misses and you know even, of course i'm glad that we have technology that we can do at least some virtual interaction but it's not the same when you're in safely you know right no none whatsoever always my well i tell you what Paulie, I um i want to thank you for being here and i know i know we all i know we're all going to be looking forward to seeing you and Isaac and all the rest of you crew, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, but on that note, I do wish everybody out there a very happy and safe Halloween. Um, again, Paul Gmitter, please be sure to look him up. Um, very, very talented character actor, dear friend and family member to me. I'm John, host of The Witching Hour. Thank you for tuning in.